It was early morning. It was early morning. The cock has just crowed, indicating the coming of a new day. Indicating the coming of a day where a new beginning would start to come. There'll be another dawn in a few days' time, but a new day has come already. The cock crowing had also convicted Peter, however, of his sin of denial. That was the setting, that was the time when the leaders take Jesus to Pilate. At the governor's home, the the priests and probably the temple police, and we're not quite sure because it's a bit ambiguous in the text, um, they observe the law. And they remain outside, outside the gate, not wanting to go in. They're keen to observe the law. Or are they? They observe the law by not entering into a Gentile's home, by not going into the royal palace. Because that would have defiled them. They wanted to eat the Passover, the feast that was coming. And they understood that... um, to go into a Gentile's home would have defiled them because much of the understanding is that there may be bodies buried within the grounds of a house. That's what Gentiles do, isn't it? Or at least that was their understanding. Um, Particularly children. There might have been stillborn children or... uh, that had been buried within the grounds, within the property. And, of course, any contact with a corpse has that knock-on effect of being unclean. So the mere presence of that house, and that's how the law of not entering a Gentile home, not entering the palace, came about. And if they had become unclean, they would not have been able to share the Passover meal for another month. It suddenly gets delayed. There's a bit in numbers where because you're unclean or because you've been travelling, you can share the Passover meal a month later than when the Passover actually occurs. But they don't want to do that. They don't want to take the risk. They don't want to put off that date of shaving the feast. Now is the Passover. It's going to come. And so a dichotomy occurs. They are unwilling to have anything even remotely to do with a dead body. They're not going into the house. But yet they come to the house to demand that a body might be made dead, that Jesus be killed. Pilate is confused in this. Why me? Why not deal with it yourself? 
the charge sheet here is not handed over to him, as it is in some of the other Gospels. But the priests are insistent that the criminal acts of Jesus deserve the greatest punishment, one that they do not have the right to deliver, the one that they do not have the authority to put into effect, the death penalty. They want Jesus killed, but they cannot kill him. They cannot kill him because they don't have the authority under the Roman law that's going on. They're not allowed by the occupying forces to carry out the death penalty. And of course there's also that little problem that by administrating the death penalty on an innocent man it would go against the commandment you shall not kill. Jesus offered no risk of violence. They could hardly claim he must die in their self-defence. But yet, insurrection is their charge. Doubly, they are at fault. Doubly, they are the ones that are guilty. But they point the finger at Jesus. Were he a real violent threat, then Jesus would not have the night before instructed Peter to put the sword away. He wouldn't have brought the healing to the ear that would have been severed at the arrest in Gethsemane. If he were a violent threat, he says himself that there would have been an attempt to break him free. Forces would have come. Perhaps interrupting the evening with Caiaphas. But instead we see a gentleness in the discussion with Pilate. He defends himself not with a sword, not with his fists. But engaging in dialogue. He questions and challenges the thinking that had been put forward by others. And Pilate looks for the way out. Is there any corroboration at all to the accusations? No, there doesn't seem to be. Even as Jesus speaks of having a kingdom and the governor seizes the words and says, Ah, you are a king! He doesn't take that as a threat to himself. Pilate is still reluctant to move forward with the chief priest's charge. And then we see the issue at hand is the word truth. It is in Jesus that we discover the truth of God's love. The truth of how God wants us to live and the truth of a life that goes beyond the grave. Some may argue against truth and say that there are, as a a spicer, that a spokesperson of Donald Trump, there are alternative facts. 
rather than absolute truth. We are perhaps able to recall an older saying, there's lies and damned lies and statistics. You know, people use what values they want. They tell the story in the way they want to put it. They put the spin as the word came uh, a few decades ago now um, in a political way that tells not the story we imagine but a different story that we might buy into. In a recent home group uh, I spoke of relativism, the idea that people understand things differently dependent on their viewpoint. They have a truth, or relativism says there is a truth based on where you come from and how you get there. Today's news on Brexit is a great example. The EU officials and Theresa May declare this is the best Brexit deal that was ever going to be. It's the best thing possible. Yet it seems no one is actually happy with it. How can it be the best and yet cause such distress? And there's serious arguments over whether this was the best. Questions over whether it can command a Commons majority. Is there an actual truth with regards to the deal? Now, probably not. It depends on where you come from. And so we see Pilate's question can in some circumstances be valid. What is truth? But this dismissal of truth does not stop Pilate's belligerent attitude towards the priest's demands. The issue at hand, to him to some extent, um, is the fact that these people that are beneath him are trying to bully him into a certain course of action. He sees no reason why Jesus should be executed. There is no reason why he should go to the cross in his understanding. He is the governor. He is in charge. Others don't have that authority that he has. Yet others come to him early in the morning at the time that business gets done and make unreasonable demands on him requesting the death sentence. And so Pilate has an idea. A little idea. An idea that there might be a way out. Barabbas. A way to make everyone happy. A criminal will die. The innocent will be free. The public will have made the ruling. Pilate's conscience will be clear. All he has to do is get the crowd to say that it's Barabbas that will go to his death. And Jesus 
the king of the Jews, that we'll be free. But that's not what the public ask for. His plan of justice it was not about doing what is right, but what will be right for him, what would make him look good to the populace. But he doesn't go to plan. Instead, history records Pilate as watching over the greatest mistrial ever. Yet at the same time, in the release of Barabbas, we see a microcosm of the events of the rest of the day. We see a tiny glimpse of our Christian hope. The one guilty of sin is given freedom. The one free of sin is given the punishment of the cross. Dying in the place that should have been where the sinner was. It seems so unjust. Barabbas doesn't get the punishment he deserves. Christ dies in what should have been Barabbas' place upon the cross. But this is the mercy we ourselves receive when we choose him to be our king. This is the grace of our God. And the self-sacrifice is the way of the kingdom that Jesus spoke of. It's the kingdom not about self-gain. It's not about nationalism. Both of these concepts are alien to the Christian. Whatever colour <coughs> our passports are now or in the future, our passports which currently state British citizen, it needs to say citizen of the kingdom of God. For that's where our true loyalty must be placed, in Christ's kingdom of love and peace. Our guidance in this passage is not to seek how we get the easy way out. Not to do what the bullying person says. Not to simply placate others. But we're challenged to do the right thing for the kingdom of our God. For that is how we see Jesus On the day of his passion. Jesus the king. Of the Jews. Jesus. The king of the world. In whom. We see the truth of God. May we follow his way. And seek that truth. Amen.